0: Hello and welcome to the Choose Strong Podcast. My name is Sally McCrae. Thank you for joining me today. I am joined by my husband, Eddie McCrae. You want to say hi?
1: Hi. Hello, hello.
0: <laughs> we had him on last time. He didn't do a ton of talking. I'm hoping that he'll talk a little bit more. Babe,
1: what do you think? <laughs> I can do that, yes. Can you? Yes. He
0: actually can. He actually talks more than me. No,
1: that's not true. <laughs> no, he
0: actually does. Sometimes I'm like, really? Can you get to the point of no. your story already? <laughs> No, but I'm very happy to have him next to me today. Before we dive into the second part in our three part body series, I do want to give a shout to our sponsor, which, oh my gosh, it's my app. Ed. Yes. How awesome is that? Very exciting. <laughs> Uh, For those of you that don't know, I did recently release a strength in running app, and you can find that at the link in the show notes and also in the link in my bio if you follow me on my website, SallyMcRae.com, or um, yellowrunner on Instagram. But basically, I have created this app as a tool, as a resource for those that are looking to get stronger, those that are hoping to be injury-free, this will definitely help. And for anyone that just needs guidance as to how to incorporate both strength training into a running program, you don't need to be training for a race, you don't even need to be necessarily a runner in order to uh, take advantage of this app. But I will say one of the things I love about it is if you sign up for the yearly program or the monthly program, you do get access to over 200 other trainers. So if you like hip workouts, if you like yoga, I think there's also some like CrossFit style um, or purely at home workouts that don't require any equipment. There's also really cool categories in the mindfulness, meditation. There is some nutrition stuff in there, some sleep stuff. It's a really cool app. So please check it out. If you sign up for the yearly, it comes out to about $8 a month and it includes access to my community, private vlogs. I do. Do some videos, some other fun things in there. So for those of you that are already signed on, thank you so much. Thank you for supporting the app and I hope to get to know some of you that will be uh, joining up because the community is pretty awesome and we are chatting with each other every single day and I'm just, I'm loving it. Um, let's go ahead and get started on today's topic. Now I explained this in our first episode. I love talking about the body. I love talking about the physical body and then just how powerful our mind is and how both of those, uh, they need each other, of course, to survive. But both of those affect each other. So your body and how, when you stand in front of the mirror and how you look at it, how you perceive it, what you think of it is very powerful in how you move forward just in your everyday life. And then of course, as it comes to your training and racing, if, if that is something that you do and realizing that when you change your perspective, when you start to realize what a wonderful miracle that the body is, this one life uh, that you get to have, this one body that you get to have, uh, you know, that really changes things. And, you know, I really believe that as athletes, especially those that are looking to improve their fitness or are reaching for a new goal, you have to start at the foundations of. Your body and your mind, and be honest with yourself. And, you know, I know this is what I encourage with my own athletes that I coach. I say, you know, you can't look around at what other people are doing in order to improve yourself. You have to start with where you are, where are your weaknesses, where are your strengths, where are the areas that you can grow in. And that's where you really start to own your journey. That's where you really start to see, okay, these are my pitfalls, these are my triggers, these are the things that I need to stay away from. And I know that's been true for myself. I've been on a long journey as an athlete. I've had my ups and downs and my seasons where I've just not always appreciated um, you know, my body and have kind of beat myself up in my mind for, for years. And I too have been on that journey of learning to get excited about training this one body I have and realizing too that the way that my body is shaped and just the way that I am is totally perfect for the journey and the story ahead. It fits just right, and I hope that you can see that about yourself too. So, my hope is to just to really give out a refreshing perspective on how to look at yourself and others around you. Uh, again, you're uniquely created for your journey, and you know what, Eddie? I wanted to talk about um, our last episode, and if you haven't listened to our last episode yet, please do. Uh, it's Gosh, it's probably only about 30 minutes, but after the first episode, I got a lot of questions, a lot of messages that came in, which were awesome, so keep those coming, because I read them all, and I take them to heart, and I do talk about them on my podcast. So a gentleman wrote in and said that men struggle with body image too, it's just that they don't talk about it as much, and so, Eddie, I didn't know if you wanted to give any insight into that. If you had anything to say, having been a teacher and a coach and an athlete yourself, uh, you know, I do think that women tend to talk about it a little bit more than men. And yeah.
1: Yeah, I think it is a an issue. You know, I think it's more so for girls. And I, I mean, I've talked to girls before and that have been students or whatever that have been more, you know, concerned about it or it's bothered them. Um, But I think personally for me, you know, growing up, I was always like super skinny and I, you know, had nicknames of, you know, Eddie Spaghetti and, you know, just people, (laughs) you know, talking about how skinny my legs were and stuff. And so I think for me too, just even growing up, it's been something I've, you know, compared myself to others and as an athlete, same thing. I mean, I think of that first time where... When I was in college, I had a really good, good year. You know, after my first year playing soccer, I had my coach take me in inside to his office, and I had a meeting with him. And he said, you know, you had a great year, but you know, you were getting pushed off the ball quite a bit. And you know, next year I want you to come in with you know a little bit more weight on. I
0: totally remember this. Yeah, and so
1: (laughs) I. I was okay, yeah. And I knew I was a skinny, I weighed 146 pounds.
0: Which was pretty much what I weighed when I met you. So Eddie yeah. and I, we we met our freshman year. We were both soccer players at Biola. And yeah, we got to campus first. I remember it was mm-hmm. just the athletes on campus before the school even started. And I remember taking note of you right away because you're so cute.
1: Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, back to my story. I was 146 pounds, and coach said, "All right, look, you need to 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 gain some weight as you come in next year for your sophomore year." And so that summer, I just remember I took a bunch of creatine, and
0: I oh, so life. remember that. And your calves would cramp up. Yes. Do you remember the yeah, creatine yeah, it <laughs> it was make not your good. calves lock
1: up? Yeah, and I came back. I remember as a 164 pound sophomore, and. Unfortunately, I mean, you know, I remember after that, I just I never was as good. Actually, I remember my freshman year was like my best year. You're so hard
0: <laughs> on yourself. That is not true. He was the captain of the team and MVP. I.
1: But I, but I, I think brag. maybe it's because I, I, <laughs> I was trying to do something to my body that it wasn't meant to be necessarily. Like I wasn't supposed to be that big because i did well at at 146 maybe i wasn't supposed to be 164 pounds you know maybe i was supposed to be the 150 pound eddie you know I, I don't know so that i think for me i wanted to be stronger so i you know took creatine got in the weight room and i think doing that trying to to be bigger and stronger like some of the other guys i i think i lost something in terms of my skills and because i had this extra weight that maybe my body wasn't ready for. Um, so, yeah, I, I think there is, back to the question, I think, you know, there there is definitely a, a struggle because it's something that how we relate to each other and it's something that we see and it's easy to compare, right? It's the mm-hmm. only thing, if, especially if you don't know someone, like, oh, he is in the gym, he's lifting more weights and he's, you know, got stronger arms or, you mm-hmm. know, and that's something that people like and so i want that and you know so there is that comparison for sure
0: yeah absolutely Oh, i love that you shared that story and i i remember this so well too because i did start to like you uh my freshman year but i was also really self-conscious because i was bigger than you i think you were a couple inches taller than me but i do remember the more that we started to hang out a couple of my girlfriends were like, are you bigger than Eddie? And I was like, oh my gosh, as a, as a girl, you know, for me at that time, I was like, that was what I, I never wanted to date a guy that I was bigger than even this mindset, right? Like why, why did that matter so much? Uh, me being bigger than a guy, but I just remember our freshman year, you changed from your freshman to sophomore year. And I know you just shared that story, but you also did grow up a little bit more I felt like a lot of the guys did yeah in college like the when the freshmen left for the summer and they came back in the fall a lot of them looked a little more grown up a little bit more mature and Mm -hmm. and a little bigger too so I know you were taking the creatine but I do remember you were a little bit taller and you were definitely heavier than me at this time too we also started dating that (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Dating a few months after our sophomore year too, so it's it's silly though looking back because I you know from the day I met you I was I was so drawn to you and and your heart and just who you are as a person and the way that you treat others and and that was the most important thing and still is you know now as we as we get older and we age and uh, you know you realize that the most important thing about a person is who they are and how they relate to the world around them and how they love. And so anyway, I, that's another story. We can tell our love story another time, (laughs) (laughs) but I do want to kind of hang on this topic for a minute because, you know, I think what's really healthy for all of us is just having conversations, especially if for those of you that are parents or for those of you that are uh, in high school or, or college that are listening to this as well. What's important is that you are always taking note of how you talk to yourself. You know, how do you relate to the world based on your body? And do you do that? Do you choose to do or not do things based on how you see your image in the mirror? Now, I'm going to share a little story with you. When I was very young, so I actually blossomed much later in life. I didn't I didn't go through puberty till the middle of my sophomore year in high school. So I was actually, believe it or not, a pretty small girl, even as I started high school. I believe my freshman year, I started, I wasn't even five feet tall my freshman year. I think I was like 4'9 or 4'10 and maybe 90 pounds. I don't know what that translates to in, in KG, but but I was small. Uh, But when I was younger, I really wanted to be a gymnast and that was something I, I was obsessed with gymnastics. And my mom was able to put me and my sister in just the local city class, which wasn't real gymnastics. It was held in a basketball gym, like on the on a court. They would throw out some mats and there was a couple balance beams and and a set of bars and they were all mobile. So they'd move them out of the way and then basketball class would come in. But I loved that. I fell in love with the sport and When I was about 12 or 13, as time went on, I would just do these recreational ones. I, I was a big fan of Kim Zemeskel at the time. So I don't know if there's any Carrie Strug, Kim Zemeskel, um, who else? Shannon Miller. These were all like the big Olympic gymnasts at the time. I followed them closely. I had their posters up on my wall. I wanted to be just like them. And so I told my mom, I said, can I please go to a real gymnastics class, like a real one? And she very uh, lovingly told me, we can't afford that. We have five kids in my family. And she said, we can't afford that. Gymnastics is, is pretty expensive. And she urged me, and I think she kind of knew, uh, you know, definitely knew a little bit about me, but she said, if you save up your money, then, you know, I'll sign you up for that class. And so I went for it. I was 12. Yeah, I was 12 years old at the time because I think I ended up saving up enough money and I was 13 when I finally went. So at the time we lived in this neighborhood, it was a lot of young uh, families and I started babysitting. I would babysit three to four times a week and I, for months I worked and I saved up my money and I brought it to her and I said, all right, I saved up enough money to go to real gymnastics. And so she signed me up for this class and I had enough money for a few months or something like that. But I remember as I walked through the doors and looking into this brand new, just amazing experience that I was going to have, it was a real gym with lots of uh, balance beams and bars and the foam pit and and the springy floor and a vault. I was just overwhelmed with excitement. And the coach came out and said, all right, I'm going to run you through a few different exercises so you can show us what level class we should be putting you in. So, you know, I had to do a series of handstands and backflips and, and all that. When I finished, she said, all right, I'm going to walk you out to the class that's happening right now. That's the level that you'll be at. And so I, I walk out there, I'm walking with my mom and we're passing groups of girls and I'm looking around at girls that are much younger than me, much smaller than me doing, you know, exercises and and tricks on the beam that i could only dream of and i started to get really self-conscious like wow these girls look like they're 8 years old and they're doing backflips on the balance beam and when we finally arrive at my group and i'm introduced to my team i my hands were sweating i was i was so nervous i'm looking around there's nobody my age and when they said hey this is Sally These little girls that were probably like seven and eight years old were like, why are you so big? You're so big. Why are you on our team? How come you're not on the other team? I mean, they didn't understand because most of the girls that were, I was 13 at this time that were 13, were in much higher levels. And I remember being really self-conscious about that. And I only did it for a few months, but the following year I went to high school And by within that year, I really transitioned into really owning soccer, like soccer was like, okay, I'm going to go all in on soccer. I want to be the first one in my family to get a soccer, uh, you know, to go to college. I wanted a soccer scholarship. And as a freshman in high school, my goal was to make the varsity soccer team. And I did, I made the varsity soccer team, but that first week of practice, I'm walking out with my team and I remember just sharing like, yeah, I want to get a soccer scholarship and a couple of the girls laughed at me and said, well, you are so small. Like there's no way, like you need to be bigger, you need to be stronger. And the contrast of the two, I was too big for gymnastics and I was too small for soccer. And consequently, I remember my first year when I started running for Nike that a lot of people said I was big. And I would get those comments on social media and people would send me messages and comment on the size of my body or my legs. And, you know, it's kind of been the story of my life, but now as, you know, as the years have gone on, I love that story I love to own that story and I I love to tell that story and share it with other people because I know a lot of people can relate to this and don't get me wrong I think that there's there's definitely uh, an advantageous body shape for certain sports and endeavors sure I mean let's think of I don't know basketball um, mm-hmm. Eddie, how many guys are five feet tall in, in professional there's basketball? Not a lot. I know
1: that. <laughs> I don't know the number, but there's definitely not a lot.
0: <laughs> I'm thinking Spud Webb. He was so, inspiring. Yeah, there you go.
1: He, yeah, that was he was rare. He was mm, rare. He was amazing. Yeah.
0: How how tall was Spud Webb?
1: He was like my hero because I was like really into basketball back then and I wanted to be in the NBA and I was very short, <laughs> very skinny. <laughs> And, uh, yeah, he was like my my. Hero. I actually had a poster of him. How funny. Did you? Yeah. yeah. How Spud tall Webb. was he? He
0: was like six feet tall?
1: No, not feet? even. No, he was like 5'3", I think.
0: No way. I'll have to look
1: that up. Yeah. But there's five, another guy, Muggsy Bogues, was like 5'3", or something like that. Yeah, I, I can't remember, but they were definitely five-ish.
0: Yeah. And we'd say that that's like a, a unique. Mm-hmm. That That's not often you see guys that are under six feet tall in the NBA. And so yeah, I get it. Like there are some sports and endeavors that it's like, it's advantageous to have a certain body type. And I would even say this, you know, as a runner, I know for me, like when I'm in my off season, like my body doesn't feel as powerful and swift as when I'm in peak uh, training season. So, and and really all of that has to do with just the training fitting the goal that I have. And so yeah, my body changes if I'm If I'm training for a big mountainous race or if I'm training for a road race, which really the only road race I've ever done is Badwater, but I really think that when we tackle and we appreciate what our own body looks like and we train it to be its best as opposed to training it to try and be like somebody else or training it to try and look like somebody else, that's a massive frustration. and. Overall, I think that the the message here, just about mindset, keeping that perspective, if you really love something and you're enthusiastic about something, and it's been there like your whole life. I know for me, I've always loved training. I've, I knew from the time as a little girl, I wanted to be a professional athlete. Never thought I would be in this, but I knew that was something that I wanted to do. And that's never, ever left me. And I think that that is also what makes your own personal story so awesome is when you feel like you're an underdog or you feel like you don't fit maybe an ideal or you just feel like, okay, this is a really unlikely situation, but you decide to go anyway. You decide to do it anyway. I mean, what a cool story of not only overcoming, but believing, but also As it relates to the mind, understanding that what the mind believes the body can achieve and there's a lot of really amazing things that we are capable of doing that we don't do because we ourselves put limits on ourselves or we get so caught up in comparing with others and what other people are doing, what other people look like that we miss out. Eddie, anything you want to add on that? I just saw you look up uh, Muggsy.
1: <laughs> well, I fact-checked Spud Webb was 5'6".
0: Okay, 5'6". Okay, that's how tall I am.
1: Yeah, it's pretty impressive. Wow. No. Yeah.
0: That's amazing. I can't imagine this body being a professional basketball player. <laughs> also, I can't aim. Throw and or throw. anything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thank you for confirming that, by the way. <laughs> what was Muggsy? Was he indeed 5'3"? Five, 5'3", five, three? Three, yeah. Okay, wow. Yeah. that That is just incredible. Well, this has been an awesome conversation. I know it's been a little bit short, but I just wanted to dive in and just encourage our listeners today. We do have one more episode in this series. And then we are working on getting some guests on. Yes. Um, you know, it's been fun having... Eddie chime in here and there, and we will continue to do that. I love having him by my side and he's always great conversation. Uh, So look forward to that. Also, if you ever have any questions yourself, if you have anything that you would like me to address or chat about, please let me know. You can always contact me via my website. uh, And also you can contact me pretty much on any social media channel. Sometimes I see it, sometimes I don't. Or you can even put the comment into an Instagram post, um, you know, in a reel or one of the videos that I post. Please do that as well. But I am super excited about what is coming up with the Choose Strong podcast. But as we end this episode, I want to encourage you, be excited for what you have. Be excited about your body. I know some of you are thinking, how in the world can I be excited about this when I feel out of shape or I'm sick or I'm injured or I'm not where I want to be? I get that. And we've all been there. That's a part of having an imperfect human body. But know that your one body is part of your story and it is very fitting for the journey and the story ahead. So go and make it the best that you can make it and take care of it. It's incredible what happens when you're getting that good sleep, when you're putting good, healthy fuel into your body and you're showing up every day to train, your body will adapt and it'll change. It'll grow. It'll get stronger. And I'll tell you what, your mindset will change too, because your body will then start to show you like, oh, wait a minute. I can get stronger. I can grow. Like this is, this is incredible. So show up, put the work in, stay positive, keep that heart up. Thank you so much for being here today with me and Eddie until next time. Keep choosing strong.